information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into the Battle Mountain Podcast. Today I have Kate Bowser on the other line. Kate, I appreciate you taking time out to hop on the podcast with me. Thank you, Zach, for having me. I'm super, super excited to be on. Well, that's good because I'm excited to chat with you about all kinds of stuff. Um, I really am. I I looked at quite a few of your photos that you've taken um, and I just... I like the style that you have adopted, um, and I can really, uh, now, now that I, you know, obviously we chatted for a little bit beforehand, um, before the podcast started recording, and I can definitely see yourself and your energy and things like that coming out in your photography, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. No, that's, I mean, that's kind of the goal, I think. Um, that's what I love about photography so much is everyone's is unique and, uh, I think that's what really needs to, I think photography can go in different directions. I think a lot of times that it can get kind of, um, you know, what does everyone want to see? What's popular? But I think really like what is artsy to you? What What's your eye drawn to? Like that's what's important. So just be being yourself in that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% because I think everyone picks up a camera for their own reason. And everyone right. is kind of pulled and drawn into a certain direction once they have that camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that kind of leads me into something that I'm always interested in whenever I see people taking great photos is, you know, what what was it that got you started into photography and and made you want to go from, hey, let's just go take a couple photos to I think I want to make this a business. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so, okay. So like funny enough, um, my dad actually has worked for Kodak for like 20 plus years now. Um, so growing up, we had a little Kodak camera, like nothing super fancy, but we had this little Kodak camera. My sister and I would, um, like run around the house, take pictures. Like we played with that thing forever. And, uh, it was just really fun. I never thought like it would turn into anything. Honestly. Um, I really loved the animals. I showed dogs and eventually horses. And, um, so I really loved animals. I actually was like, I, I was dead set on being a veterinarian for the longest time. And, uh, and then I realized, I don't think I can like cut open animals and not get nauseous. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, um, at least you realized it before you spent, you know, seven years at school. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know. I know. So, um, so yeah, so, um, fast forward up to like high schoolish time, um, probably like late middle school, early high school. Um, one of my small group leaders at my church, she was actually a photographer and, uh, she worked for, did a lot for the church. And, um, so she kind of like took me under her wing. She knew I was interested in it and, um, kind of let me shoot for some of the events they had going on when they would need photos or, um, video or whatever. And, uh, so I learned a lot during that time. I learned a lot about like the settings and like, you know, actual like camera terminology and stuff. Um, so that was like a really important time, um, to really get, uh, that base knowledge. And, um, so from there, I kind of started doing some senior photos here and there. I do family portraits and stuff. Um, and uh, towards the end of graduating, I graduated younger. I was like 17. And um, I, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for sure yet. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to take some time. So keep working on some of the photography stuff here and there. And that was actually around the time I, I got Gunner that next year, my horse Gunner um, that next year. And so um, it was soon after I got him that I was invited to be in an equine photo shoot. Um, and so I had never heard about that before. I didn't know equine photographers was a thing or Western lifestyle or anything. So um, I went and took my horse and uh, we had our photos done and I just loved it. I thought it was so cool. Um, and so I actually 
uh, me, that, that photographer, she kind of, um, took me under her wing and let me shadow her and a couple things. And so I learned from her a little bit. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm, I want to try this. Like, I want to see if, if this could be something that grows. And the first couple of years were just awesome. Like they went so well. Um, I just loved it so much. And so, um, yeah, That's I so cool. kept the ball rolling with that. I, I, I enjoy it so much. That's, you know, and it's, Again, like kind of like we discussed a little before you shared that story, right? You know, you certain things and certain type of photography kind of grabbed you and pulled you into the direction that you're in now. Um, so with, you know, when you decided to go ahead and turn it into a business, what was one of the first steps that you made in order to go in the direction of being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So like I said, I really, I went back and forth for the longest time. Um, and I, you know, I was like, do I do like digital marketing? What, like, what do I want to do? But when I really took the first like effort to like, let me try just do this on my own and see what happens. Um, I think it was more so like kind of making those connections with people first, um, learning from other entrepreneurs and then learning that it's, it's a lot of like behind the scenes work that goes into it. And I think that's what a lot of, that kind of what makes or breaks you as an entrepreneur. Like, are you going to put in the work behind the scenes to have what goes on in front of the eyeballs be prettier and, and be more attractive? Um, because, you know, like sitting at the desk and editing photos or, making client contracts or sending out, you know, invoices or whatever, like all that's like the, you know, stuff that people don't see less glamorous stuff. Um, and so I just, I, I don't know. It's kind of like that part was natural to me. I don't mind it. Um, I was never like, I'm very much an outdoorsy person. Like I love to be outside. Um, I can't but... tell that by your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I know like all of that's outside. Yeah. No, I love being outside. And I think that's why I enjoy doing so much of like the Western lifestyle photography or the horse stuff is because it's kind of a mix. I can go out, I can do that. And then I can bring it back in and still do some of that, you know, editing and all that, those things that maybe aren't as enjoyable to some people. Um, I can do that inside, but then I still get outside a lot. And so I don't know. I think just, um, like I said, I think people that's, that's really my favorite part of even what I do is just meeting the people and learning. That's kind of what drove me to keep doing the entrepreneurship side of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, because I, I never was one that I was like, Oh, I just want to like, you know, like work to myself and not have that connection with other people. I love hearing stories and stuff. And so that's what I've kind of wanted to make my brand about is, it's not only like being able to capture moments for people, but also getting to just hear about their stories. And like, I don't know, I find that so fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then it goes back into, you know, here you are learning about those people and, and, you know, as you know, you connect on certain levels and certain things about life right. and certain things you may not connect on, but it's, you know, you don't, when you're in a, when you're in a, business environment it the bonus is you know you're not uh you're not going to have like a huge disagreement and things yeah. like yeah. that yeah. typically <laughs> typically i mean typically, granted yes. you still can but yeah. but typically it seems like it's more of a uh respectful type conversation absolutely so uh what you know when when you started doing your um your portrait photography, like your senior photos and things like that. Where did the ideas come from to, for the poses and um, maybe the locations and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I, I chatted people. Um, I will say um, I, I used a lot, like I would, um, you know, kind of look up. So like, let's say, I'd use Pinterest a lot. I know I use that a lot and I still use that quite a bit, but like if I had someone that I was specifically doing a type of shoot for, I would definitely vision board that. So whether that was like through a social media platform or just kind of in my head, what I wanted it to look like. 
Um, and then from there, I would be like, okay, now, so this kind of look, this is the look they're wanting, you know, that was first. What do they want? Um, this is how I feel like I can bring that vision to life and even more magical and better for them. And then where can we do that? Um, and I will say like being in Ohio, like finding spots, especially during like winter and stuff like that it's harder because like <laughs> it's just brown trees here right now so. it's so true <laughs> there's not a lot of spaces to shoot at so. uh, you gotta get creative you gotta get creative yeah um, people are like hey i want to do some outdoor photos in the winter and i'm like yeah okay what yeah. type of landscape are you wanting? Well, you know, trees. Yeah. And my, well, the only thing that's green is pine trees. Uh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and, and it's like here, you know, the weather, it doesn't usually, and more so in, in the recent years, like it doesn't ever freeze long enough. So like we just have mud like a, a lot of the year. And so, you know, finding places that like people can sit and not become a dirty mess when they get up is like, you know challenging but we've i've found a couple places which has been nice um and uh and so yeah so like i'll you know be like okay well you know obviously the longer you shoot in the same area you kind of find like the sunsets at this place around this time this time of year and so that helps too i've found um but yeah when you're first starting out those couple times can be really you know it's a learning thing you're like oh maybe this wasn't the right time or maybe this wasn't the right place but eventually you kind of it kind of comes a little bit more natural I think right and it's kind of amazing too you know how important the you know the golden hour or whatever of light is absolutely oh my goodness it really it really does affect everything yeah it's like you know i have a pretty awesome picture right now but now that the sun is setting it's so much better Yeah, no, absolutely. It does. It really lighting is everything when you're shooting outside. Um, and even like the colors I've found, I've really the past couple of years, I've, I've tried to be, you know, a little bit more helpful. Like as you learn, like, OK, well, maybe if we're shooting in this area at this time of day, these are the kind of colors you need to work with, because I've shot, you know, people wearing let's say it's like bright sunny day and they're like in all, you know, well, maybe not all black, but like a black shirt, but against the green grass. And it's just like, Oh, like that does not flow. It's pretty. So <laughs> I think when you start to learn, it's like, wow, lighting affects everything. And like the color of the sky or the grass, like it really, it all comes into play. Yeah. And I think too, um, and obviously I totally want your, your input on this, but what I think is interesting is you go outside on a beautiful day, a bluebird day, right? No clouds anywhere. And most people are thinking, what a great day. We can go take photos and all that stuff. Right. I walk outside that and I look out and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I know so many people like they think, wow, it's a nice, it's a bright day. That's perfect. But then you get the shadows, you know, and, um, and it can be just such harsh lighting if you're just right in the sun. Um, so I agree. I've always been like either sunset, you know, or sunrise, um, or find, yeah, those, those kind of like overcast days where the lighting's just like the balance is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. And you know, one thing that's, um, I truly haven't taken most, most of my, my photos and things like that are, I go out and I film gear or adventures or whatever else. Yeah. And, and so it's not like somebody calling to schedule a day and I can go, Hey, you know, let's just, let's do this a different day. Most of the time the hunt yeah. is on a specific dates, right? So sometimes it's like, man, I would, I would kill for some clouds in the sky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Uh, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. Uh, what kind of equipment did you start shooting on? And what was kind of your progression into uh, nicer equipment? Yeah. So I, um, 
That's that's a good question. I started, like I said, I I used a couple um, of, so like my, my, when I was shooting uh, in high school and stuff, I kind of borrowed from people. So I kind of, it was good because I did get a practice on a lot. Um, I got to shoot on some cannons um, and some Nikons and and just different things. And um, then when I was like, okay, I want to get into doing this a little bit more. Um, I progressed and I, I got a, well, I didn't, I didn't progress. Actually, I went and got a Canon Rebel, I believe. And it actually was a little funny enough. Like they say, oh, that's like the easiest starter camera. It was actually harder for me to learn because I had already been shooting on more advanced cameras. Okay. So it was almost (laughs) like taking a step down and I was like, oh no, like what, how do I do this? So (laughs) Um, so that was a little bit, yeah, that was a little bit challenging. Um, but I had to, you know, kind of learn how to do that for a bit. And, um, and it was a good, I will say like starting or well, I mean, going to that and shooting, um, I had so many people like say like, wow, like learning to make really, really quality images on a basic camera like that is so awesome still. So it's not always like that you need the fanciest thing starting out, um, because uh, there's times even now where I'm like, man, I wish I had like simpler, like go back to that because like, it's when you have less, you really have to get creative in how you're shooting, um, and, and how you go about it. And so, um, so I had that rebel for a while and I actually, I mean, I, I loved it. I, I really didn't mind it for the longest time, but then I, there was times where I'm like, okay, I need to start like pushing, um, and getting back to that level where it's like, you have a lot more to manipulate in your gear, which can be great. Like you can make even better, um, but you just got to know what you're doing. And so um, I advanced to another Canon one. It was like another, it was another professional type one, but I didn't have that one very long. I ended up um, in the recent years, um, I got a Canon R5 and started shooting with that. And I love that. Um, so that's what I shoot on now. Um, and, uh, with lenses, um, I've kind of, again, I've learned, um, I've watched YouTube. I've like listened to other people. Um, but right now I, a lot of my equine stuff I do on a 70 to 200 M, uh, or millimeter. And then, um, I have a 50 millimeter too that I love. I love that for portraits and stuff. Um, but I would love to eventually get a 135. I think that's next on my list. Um, but just cause I love the look of fixed lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the 70 to 200 is a little bit more flexible to get closer shots if you need and stuff like that. So I gotcha. Yeah, I I use a uh, 24 to 78 probably the most <clears throat> for photos, interviews, all that kind of okay. stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. when I am, you know, f- cuz I typically run two or three cameras at the same time, so when I am using the other camera, it's usually got a longer telephoto lens to for wow, wildlife yeah. or, you know, whatever else. Um are you a Canon user or do you have No. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a dreaded Canon user. No, actually, yeah. actually, I almost switched over to Canon when they came out okay. with the R5 and the R6. Okay. And uh, and then Sony came out with the A7S3 and I was just like, yeah, that's that's mm. pretty good for what I'm doing. And okay. I, I had a couple lenses that were E-mount Sony's anyways. I was like, I guess I'll just stay Sony, which I, you know, I think with any camera, there's a learning curve. Obviously when I go shoot, uh, for one of the places I shoot for, they have Nikons. And, uh, so they're like, you know, you just use our stuff. And I'm like, do you mind if I bring my stuff? I'm like, I'm just going to be much more efficient on my cameras than I am on the Nikons. Not that they can't take great photo video. It's not that I'm just, the buttons are in different spots and Mm -hmm. the customs aren't set up the way that I have my, I just, you get it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. No, it is. World's a difference. Even though they can do very, you know, much similar things. It's like, like you said, the buttons are maybe backwards or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. And once you kind of learn, like there have been a couple like custom settings I've done on my camera that I'm just used to now. And right. I'll take someone else's. And I'm like, oh no, like, <laughs> how do I do this? Who changed this? <laughs> right. Right. So it's funny. It is funny. 
Oh man. Well, with your uh, with your photography, you know, with people and things like that, what are what are some of the things that you personally do to get people to feel comfortable in front of the camera? Because that's not always an easy thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Um, so like I said, I really, I enjoy it anyways, which I think is a good thing to have. Um, cause if you don't enjoy it and it's forceful, people can tell when things are forced. <laughs> um, so I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy, um, hearing about them. And so I think a big thing is, is just starting out, you know, with that kind of thing, like, just like we're friends, you know, like we can just be chill. There's nothing to stress about. Um, but also having the confidence and being prepared when you go into that photo shoot or whatever it is. Um, and just, I think just showing that, like, you know what you're doing because if they aren't confident in you, they're definitely not going to be confident in themselves. And so, um, so yeah, a big thing for me is is kind of knowing beforehand what we're what what our goal is with this, um, and then once we get there, you know, ask them about themselves. Also, like complimenting is a great thing. Like I genuinely like will say whatever's on my mind. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love that you're wearing that, or um, you know, like if they have kids or something, like I'll be like, oh my gosh, what are you know, what are you playing on your iPad or you know, whatever. You know, just like really being personable, I think is a great way to start things when you're when you're doing like session type stuff. Um and then when it comes to like horses, um more specifically, a big thing is knowing how to read that horse and also how the person's interacting with that animal. Um, because like you said, like once they're in front of the camera, I mean, people, they might have this great relationship with their horse and stuff, but people get nervous and the horse knows that. And, um, or horses see that you're pointing this thing with a long lens towards them. And they're like, what the (laughs) heck is that? I've never seen that before. So, and cameras make all sorts of like clicking noises and stuff. So that can even be a little frightening to the animals. Um, so I think it's really being aware of your surroundings too. And then, um, being able to, to just go at it slow, take your time, have plenty of time. Um, you know, I always, typically when I'm doing an equine session, I always have an assistant. I also tell my, um, clients to bring people with them, especially if it's a horse shoot, to help, um, because the more hands, the better. And, um, you know, taking breaks between things, um, and just putting people in situations that are gonna be set up for success. You know, Mm -hmm. let's say you have a horse and you're, it's already like a little bit nervous. Maybe it missed breakfast that morning or just as hungry, um, as horses are. And, you know, you're putting it over grass. Well, it's going to want to eat the grass. Like it's not, you know, and so people are trying to pull his head up and yank it and it's just making a mess, you know? So the biggest thing is find a spot that the horse, you know, isn't going to have access to that feature horse before the session. It's so important. I mean, definitely don't bring your horse if it's going to be super hungry. Um, so let it have access to food. And, and then when you're on grass, let it have a break. Let it eat. Um, we'll take some photos while it's eating. You know what I mean? So there's lots of ways to go around things just to make sure it just it's smooth and it's fine and it's okay. And, you know, there's no reason um, to, you know, make it a, a big deal. There's always, you know, I, I want to be the person when I show up to shoot um, that has the answers for them, you know. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's just being confident in your work and being prepared. And then that helps your clients really be like, okay, you know, this is, this is going to be good. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. I, have you ever heard of Ed, my or Ed, my Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, yep. one thing that he mentioned to me that <clears throat> literally is perfectly in line with what you're saying. He said, you know, let me tell you something that's ironic about selling. He said, the customer does not have to believe what you're saying. They have to believe that you believe what you're saying. And that, that literally is perfectly in line with obviously what you were just mentioning. You know, when you go there and you kind of take charge and you're in control and you got confidence and everything like that, their comfort level I've noticed is much better than if you go there and you're like, huh, what are we doing? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. And it, and that is, it's like, you know, I can't say a hundred percent that I'm, you know, just always like confident in that decision or like it's, it's, you have to like take that step and say that I'm, I'm, it's going to be okay. You know, you have to tell yourself that too, because you know, you know, people might hear that and they're like, Oh, like, well, that's great, but I'm not always confident in my decision or I'm not always like sure that's the right thing or whatever. But I think it's just like, it's a, it's a learning curve to, um, you know, know, like, even if it's even, let's say you have a suggestion, let's say I suggest, Hey, let's go do this with the horse and let's do this kind of photo or whatever. And it doesn't, you know, that photo doesn't look great or the horse is wanting to pull for grass or whatever. Um, it's okay. Like we'll, we'll go and we'll do another one somewhere else. And so you don't always have to um, have the right answer as long as you are prepared and confident that you will figure out the problem. Like you will have a solution to the problem, then it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna go over great. And, and there's nothing to really, you know, be too, too worried about in that situation. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so as far as, you know, running your business is, ha, is concerned, um, you know, obviously it, w- being somebody that's on the outside looking in and meeting you now, right. T- chatting on the phone and yeah. whatnot, I would say that probably one of your strongest skills is communicating and, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, regardless, um, now it's going to bother me. Hmm. Well, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, golly. We'll just call it associating, communicating, associating with, uh, you know, with your clients. Um, What are some other um, knowledge area and skill areas that you have really put to use when it is, you know, come to building your, uh, your photography business? Yeah. So um, I agree. Like, I mean, I definitely like, I love, um, the communicating, um, that part is something that I really try to like strive on. I think, um, to kind of back that some things I've had to learn, um, is more so the side of like, or maybe some parts I've had to like, yeah, definitely like take more time to work on and, and, and strengthen over the past couple of years. Um, but would be, you know, making sure that, um, you have, you know, your paperwork, um, done before, because I know, you know, that's, I, I strongly encourage like having a contract if you're doing like client photography and stuff. Um, because it just kind of, it lays it all out there. So both parties know what they're getting into. And then it also, um, it's just a great backing if there's ever any questioning or any, um, questions or any, uh, confusion. And so, you know, one thing I, I learned, um, within the first year or two is, you know, um, getting a good contract. Um, so that was something I really had to do to, you know, really look into and, and get that squared away. Um, and then also, you know, connecting with the people, um, prior to a session, cause it can be easy to just, you know, Hey, we're going to do the session and then you book it and then you don't talk to, you don't have any communication, um, beforehand, but, um, I think, you know, getting those contracts out, figuring out what they want. Um, and uh, so that, that's something, you know, over the years I've really had to to learn and uh, make sure, you know, is, is squared away beforehand. And, um, and then also, like, it goes even for after the photo shoot. So, like, what, what does everyone expect? You know, what, when's the timeline of getting the photos back? Um, how are they going to get the photos back? You know, and so all that's kind of, I mean, that's a very, I feel like surface level of what goes on behind the scenes, but, um, you know, all that's kind of, a something I think more on the business side that people have to learn when they're getting into this sort of thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, on top of that, just the, the, you know, if you have the, the communicating skills, I think communication, I don't think people realize how strong communication is when you're trying to make a business out of photography. Um, because it's, if, if there's miscommunication, um, 
I think that's when it can be with any, like with any business, really, um, that's when things can get a little bit confusing. And so, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, um, just kind of learning that stuff, but then also, you know, like when people are starting out, there's so much even on like the editing side of things, you know, you take that back and you got to learn how to edit things or maybe people are like, Oh, can you like change this or um, fix this wrinkle or, you know, things like that. So, you know, there's all that too to learn. Um, and, uh, but it, you know, the more you do it, like anything, it, it comes more naturally and easier. And but I don't know. I don't know. I think that's just some of the kind of behind the scenes things that go on. Yeah. I just tell them no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't do. They're like, hey, can you can you please remove that plant? No, I can't. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I actually don't do that. But could you imagine? Yeah. I think it would be kind of it would be a funny reaction. I'd. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know, I know. And it is, it is like different. So that's what I mean. Like, I think also kind of having that like up front like like do you offer that or not because some people I mean some people literally it is it's like nope I take the photo here's how it is and you know that's great like good um but yeah sometimes it's like uh or or kind of like with the like what we're talking about with Myla and stuff like sometimes people ask me to do things and I'm like yep we'll we'll find a way like I'm like I might not know right now how to do that but we'll find a way to get done we will figure it out whether it's right wrong or indifferent we will figure it out yeah absolutely absolutely oh man well I you know I think there there's a lot to be said for all of that you know I think planning is a huge thing I think you know one thing that I run into is when I'm whether it be editing photos or videos or something like that um, I need to get better at just updating the client you know hey you know I got I I probably have another day left or hey I'll be working on it all next week or whatever it is I just need to be better about it Um, because I find myself just Oh, uh, I know where it's at, you know, well, it can, but they yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yes. It's so easy to get like lost in your own little world. And it's like, you know, your timeline, you know, when things are going to be, but you forget like, oh, they might not know that. Um, like, I mean, even like this past December, I did a bunch of mini shoots um, for equine, uh, like equine mini shoots. And um, I think I had, it was crazy, like 29 horses in less than two weeks or something and uh holy moly so we're like knocking these out like i'm like at the computer i mean tw- i don't even know probably like at least 10 hours a day i don't know you know going back and forth just um doing this you know this horse this horse this horse but i'm also not the type of person like i kind of will jump for i have an order but i'll like jump you know a little bit so i might start on one horse and then it's like okay i need a break from this because you do like when you're editing especially you have to like maybe take a step away for a little bit and come back because you get so focused in on it that it's like you might miss things or something might look bad but then you'll come back later like oh wait that looks fine I was just being way too picky about it or you might be like it looks good and then you come back and you're like no that needs changed um and so so I will very much like start on you know like when I'm doing that sort of thing I'll start on one maybe go to another horse and finish that one up and then I'll come back. And, uh, and so I might be working on a couple different horses or even if it shoots a couple different shoots at a time. And so having to remember like, okay, this person, like they contacted me this time or their shoot was this time. So I need to make sure I had their photos out by this time. Um, it can, yeah, it can get very hard to keep track of. So I kind of have learned systems of keeping track of it. I'll write things down. I'll make notes, um, that sort of thing. Uh, and I try to, um, yeah, stay up to date, like keep you all up to date, but there's definitely times where it's like, you know, you'll have someone like, Oh, I'm so eager to get it. You know, I'm so eager to get the photos. And so you just have to be like, you know, I'm almost done. You know, they'll be to you this time. I'm so excited that you're, you know, happy for them too. Because I think about like when, kind of before I jumped into this, like if I did have a photo shoot, like I was excited to like right. get those photos back, you know? And so it's different being on the opposite side of it now. Um, but when I put myself back in those shoes, which I have to, you know, I want to do often because I want to, I want to look at it from their perspective and be able to provide them with what I would want, you know? And so, um, so yeah, it is, it is a lot to 
keep track of for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, next time, you know, when, when somebody calls you and they're like, Hey, I'm so excited about my photos. You just reply with what photos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Oh like, man. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So funny. <laughs> So curious, out of the photo shoots that you've done, yeah. what is, what's something that was really, I don't know, ironic or funny or oh. out of the ordinary that happened during the photo shoot? Wow. Okay. Well, that's a great question. Um, I can tell you one story that was more, it was a recent, this past spring. Um, it's a little bit long. I mean, it should take a couple minutes here, but here we go. Um, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so this one always comes to my mind because it was it was a crazy, crazy experience. Um, but and it's kind of more of a. It's not just like one. I mean, it kind of is one specific shoot, um, but it's also just kind of a a general photography kind of experience, um, or well, experience I had within this photography uh, business, but. Um, so this past spring, I, uh, I was out in Texas actually, and, um, I was going to, I was working under, um, this, this lady that I had actually met, um, previously in Texas. So I had met her, um, the last, like the fall. So that past fall, I'd met her at a photo shoot. I went and did a, um, like a styled shoot and I took photos of her. So she was one of the models and, so I uh, photographed her and she was looking for some help um, at their, they just bought a ranch, her and her boyfriend. And um, so they were looking for someone to come help. And um, at the time, you know, I was really wanting to just get out to Texas. I really loved it. I still love it. Um, and uh, so I was just wanting to get out there and kind of have um, that uh, you know, that atmosphere and that sort of thing. And so I had seen that she was looking for help and I, I messaged her and I was like, Hey, like, I really am kind of just looking to get out there for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I didn't know, I said with my health, cause we talked about a little bit about my health, um, you know, uh, issues and stuff, but as with my health and, you know, my weight, I'm like five, two and tiny. I was like, I can't do, I was like, I can't do a ton, you know, but but I can do some and I'm willing to help. And I, I, you know, very much hard working with what I can, can do. And so, um, she said, uh, she's like, you know, actually, like, I think with your photography stuff, like there's a lot we could use you for. And so I was like, that's, you know, that's great. So they did a lot of sale horses and stuff. So she was thinking, you know, do a lot of their sale photo stuff and all that, and then help out on the ranch where I can. And, so I was like, yeah, let's, you know, like, that's awesome. And so we ended up, we were like, let's do a two week kind of trial. Um, that way, you know, I can get out there and see what it's like and they can see, you know, if, if we, you know, do we work together? Well, you know, how's <laughs> it going to go? And so, um, so we planned a two weeks, um, for me to go out there and I, I get that trip in and of itself was just kind of crazy. I get to the airport and, uh, I, I, I can't get my rental car. So I, I don't have a rental car. There's a whole issue with that. Uh, Were you in Dallas? I was in Dallas. Oh. Yeah. So thankfully I had, um, I actually had another, a friend I had met through social media and he was able to come pick me up and take me there. Cause they couldn't, they were going out that night and they were like two hours away. And you know, I'm thinking I can't, can I Uber two hours away? Like, is that a thing? Or, I mean, that's going to cost an arm and a leg, I'm sure. So it was just that trip just was started off crazy. Um, but I finally get there, thank goodness. And, um, and, uh, so she, you know, we kind of get to know each other a little bit more and she's like, okay, so, I hate to like throw you into this, but the first, you know, tomorrow we're going to, we're going to drive about like, I think it was like three hours North and go up to like Oklahoma. We're going to make some stops, do some sale photos of a couple horses she had at trainers. And, um, and then we'll, we'll might pick up a horse or two and bring them back, um, to her place. So we get up at like four in the morning. This is the next day, the very first day working there. And we get up at like four in the morning and hit the road and, uh, start heading up north and we stop at one uh trainer and we do photos and it goes great and uh it was awesome and then we stop we drive up a little bit more and we stop at another one and this horse was a big stocky draft horse um and uh she had at this trainer and he was like you know he's kind of he's a little bit spazzy uh he's like you know he can get to where you want him to be but it's gonna be 
it's going to take a lot more money and time than the, what you're going to be able to put into him and get out of him. So he was like, I suggest you just take him home and sell him as is to someone that wants to really put the work and the time and the money into him. So um, we did some photos there already of another horse, um, but then we load up this one, this draft horse, and get in the trailer. And he is very, you know, spooky-ish. He's more that, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of uh, knowledge, much younger, and uh, needs some work. And so we load him up in the trailer, and we head up to the next uh, stop. And so, um, you know, by this point, we're, we're out at this next place, and um, it's about three hours away, I think, from their place. And uh, it's a uh, – they're, they're teaching – she has a horse up there, and they're teaching it to, like, rope and do cattle and all that. So uh-huh. we get some photos and videos of that. Um, it's all great. So we go to um, load up – this is where the story gets a little bit crazy. We go to load up this <laughs> horse, and so I'm, I'm holding on to this horse, um, and she's like, hey – to the to these other trainers she's like do you want to see this really cool draft horse we just got because he is pretty he's really pretty um but she's like you want to see this horse and she's like you know he's a little bit crazy i'm taking him back to sell him um but we weren't aren't able to put the time and money into him but do you want to see him and so they're like sure you know so i'm holding the other horse i'm holding this rope horse we just got and she walks into the trailer and opens the divider and uh you can see, you can look in and see that this draft horse had broken its halter uh, off. So oh, no. <laughs> it's basically like got the halter like half on, half off, and it's like just in there. And so I think she kind of noticed or saw it, but she goes to like push the divider back up to lock the horse back in. Well, of course, this is like one of those, it's an older trailer. It was new to her, but it was an older trailer. And <clears> it's <throat> the ones where you have to like drop a pin into the divider to close it. It uh-huh. doesn't just like latch. So she goes up to shut it. Well, the horse turns and it slams her in between the divider and the side of the trailer. And it runs out. And I, all I hear is a loud bang. And so I'm like looking around like, what the heck's going on? And I have this other horse that's now starting to spook. And, uh, and I think I had my camera on me this whole time too. So I'm also like, ah, like just freaking out because I have this gear on me and I'm holding this horse. And, um, and so she comes out of the trailer and she's like holding her arm and she's like, I think I broke my arm. And we're like, oh my gosh. And so she's like getting like pale at this point and oh, she's no. like, lay, like lay down and she's like, ah, like, I think I broke my arm. I think I broke my arm. But I'm thinking, like, did she hit her head or anything, you know? And so we're like, okay, we got to, like, either call 911 or get her to the hospital. She's like, don't call. She's like, just take me. Just take me to the hospital. So we have this, like, I think it was, like, three or four horse gooseneck with a living quarter trailer and this big dually truck. We're like, we can't take that to the ER. Like, what is this? So... The, the thankfully the to the trainers were the nicest people this really young couple they were so sweet and uh they were like just take our just take our truck so we like lift her into this truck and i get in and drive her to the hospital again i'm we're like in oklahoma or like really north texas like i don't even know where we are and so i'm like putting in like the closest like er and uh we get in the, the truck and we start going and then we realize they might have told us but we like realized we were out of diesel so we oh, have to pull over, stop the diesel we're driving, like, she's, like, every bump, she's just, like, oh, my arm, you know, oh, it was just gosh. horrible, and so, finally, get to an ER, and you pull up there, and you think, like, oh, people are going to come rushing out to you, but no, <laughs> so I, like, walk into this ER center, and they're, like, you know, how can we help you, and I'm, like, well, I think she broke her arm, and they're, like, can she come in, I'm, like, no, like, she's in so much pain, like, you're going to have to go get her. So they get a wheelchair, they get her. I have to park this truck like <laughs> a mile away because it can't fit into any of the parking spots of the hospital. And so I finally get it parked, walk in. Uh, and so they're trying to get her painkillers, all this stuff. Um, and so finally, it took forever, it felt like, but finally they get an x-ray. And I literally like, they took the x-ray and was going to like take it out to the next room to have a doctor look at it. But I like snapped a picture of it. <laughs> So I saw a picture of this x-ray and then her and I are looking at it in the room and we're like, yeah, that's broke. I mean, it, was like <laughs> it is definitely broke. Split in half. Her arm was like curved. Um, the bones were just snapped in half. Oh so, my gosh. So anyway, so she went back and forth because she was like, you know, having her boyfriend come up. So he, he eventually comes up and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get these other horses and take them back. So 
I go drive the truck back. I pick up the, the, thankfully those other trainers were there still. And so they helped me load this, the crazy horse and this other new horse. I have two horses now. And I take this truck and trailer back three hours. And I've never driven a gooseneck at this point. Like I've, <laughs> Oh no! You know, I've I've driven my trailer to the bumper pool several times, and you know, I can do that fine. But I never like driven a gooseneck this long, and let alone like a living quarters one and this big dually truck. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, (laughs) I guess like being thrown into it's the best thing. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, I drove that to you know to. But the other thing is like, it wasn't just that. I mean, this was a it was a black trailer. It was getting dark, and we had no lights on the trailer. We, we found out when we left that morning that we did not have lights. So the story just, like, kept getting crazier. And I had this crazy horse back there. I'm like, I hope I don't have to, like, ever, you know, blow a tire or pull him out or anything. Um, but, yeah, so I get him back, you know, three hours later. We finally get home. She had another ranch hand there, so he helped me unload him and stuff. But it was just the craziest day um, ever. And, and, and just, you know, I'm like, you know, you think you're just going to go up and shoot some photos and sail horses, and it turned into this. So. <laughs> holy smokes it was a lot it was a lot but it was it was a good like i said it's good being thrown into situations like that sometimes see how you react but (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot yeah you're probably you know it's my first day please don't let something kill me (laughs) i know i know we were like we were just i mean after that once she got home and stuff we're just talking about it because we're like what a first day to have you know like it was it was a lot. So anyway, so yeah, so I didn't end up staying. It wasn't because of that. It wasn't because of that. Sure it wasn't, Kate. Sure. But it was a lot. You know, they needed a lot of hands and, and extra things and stuff. And, and, and it also, you know, the, working a ranch, is, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of hands on in there. And I still wanted to do a lot of my photography business. Right. Um, and so I had to weigh the cost. Like, you know, do I want to work my entrepreneurship and, and really push that? Or, you know, do I allow other things to take up some time? And so there's always that balance, you know, in, in everything you do. But but yeah, so it was a, it was an interesting two weeks. It was I was glad I went, but that first day was was crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy that it all happened on the first day too. Oh my you know, <laughs> yeah, of course it, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it also I was like, you know, what a what a way to look at like God's timing in that because like they were able, they needed the extra hand, like literally this so badly. <laughs> She could not, you know, do a lot that next, you know, the next couple weeks there. So holy smokes! Um, so yeah, I was able to help them out a lot with uh, with things they needed done and that she couldn't do. So, anyways, it was it was an adventure. It was. <laughs> yeah, yep. It uh, that definitely sounds like an adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad that nobody got actually you know, really hurt. No, that could have been, been way worse. Hurt. Obviously, yes. um, yeah, but. So did you, you know, obviously the first day that she was there, you broke, she broke her arm. Did you get, (laughs) did you, did you get to take quite a lot of other photos for them or did they kind of, because that happened, uh, it kind of put you into a different role where you just kind of had to help out where you were needed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I did. I was able to do a lot of the sale photos for them. So that was good. And then, um, but then, yeah, I helped out quite a bit around the ranch and with feedings and, um, also just, you know, even with them for helping like cook dinners and, um, you know, keep, keep things up and tidy and, um, and stuff like that. So it was, yeah, it was a little bit of everything, honestly, but, um, but yeah, so it, it was good time. I mean, it was, it was a lot, but it was good timing. Cause honestly, like they, you know, she was like, you know, we really like just to have the extra hands was just great during that time. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you you weren't kidding. That is a crazy story, especially for the first time with somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got very close very quick. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've had a lot of, you know, wrecks like that happen to me. So <clears throat> as you were telling that whole story, I was like, felt like I was kind of living it vicariously. I know. Well, and it's when you're working, like, no matter what it is, whether you're working with like large animals or like you guys with your hunting and all that, I mean, there's so much like 
there's extra like risks and things that go into that, you know? And so it's not always just like, Oh, let's just go take pictures. Like there's a lot that can happen. And, um, and like, even going back to like, I was talking about like the contracts and stuff, like in my client contract, I even have about like animal safety, like, you know, and like, these are animals that you don't know what they're going to do. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, 99.9% of the time, it's not even that the animal is trying to purposefully like hurt you, but it's just freak accidents happen and, um, you know, just wrong place, wrong time. And, and so you just never know. You never know. Yes, for sure. Uh, with, you know, with that story, (laughs) (laughs) um, looking back on, uh, you know, kind of starting into photography and your business and everything like that, what is, you know, what's something that you would, would have done differently, um, now that you kind of, now that you obviously don't know it all, that's not the word I'm trying to say, but, but now that you, um, are kind of where you are in your business. What's one yeah. thing that you look back and you're like, man, if I would have done that a little bit differently, things would have just been probably a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, let me think. That's really good. Um, I think for me, like I will say, I don't, I don't, I can't think of one thing that I ever would say I really regret because I have learned so much through doing, you know, I mean, even <laughs> your mistakes, like you can learn so much through those. So I don't ever feel like there is something that I regret doing. Um, I will say, um, again, I, I feel like I keep going back to this, but like having that contract in place, I wish I had that in place a little bit sooner, um, just to kind of help clear things up and, and make sure, you know, you kind of always had a backing for everything. Um, but then also I think just like, I wish, you know, like in a sense that I, um, would like, if I could go back, I would probably be like, or tell my younger self even like, just keep like learning everything you can. And not that I didn't, I do feel like I did, but I feel like it's still like you don't always know. You're like, well, do I need to know this or do I need to know that? You know, but I mean, just take it all in, watch, you know, watch YouTube videos on all of that. Um, you know, shadow people that maybe you don't even, aren't even sure, you know, maybe they're not the exact niche you want to, um, learn under, but like, you can still learn things from those people. You also can learn maybe this isn't what I want to do, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think just trying everything is always a great thing to do when you're, when you're starting out with anything is just trying different ways and then kind of learning what works for you. And, but yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I can't think of one big thing that I would be like, Oh, I regret because I really have learned through so much of it. Um, it whether it worked out or not. I got you. Well, that's good. That's, that's really good that you, that you feel like you, you know, benefited from things that didn't go quite as planned or or whatever else. (laughs) Um, so with, you know, with you, what you just mentioned, you know, kind of learning from mistakes and things like that. Um, I make more mistakes than like really most people I meet. Um, (laughs) so I, I under, I would be in a world of hurt if I didn't learn from some of them. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if you were to meet somebody that's brand new into photography, what is a piece of advice that you would give them to help them be better at either photography or business um, tomorrow than they were today? Mm. Um, I think one of the big things is is finding that kind of like what what is your niche or what are you passionate about? Because if you're passionate about it and you enjoy it, people are going to tell and they're going to know that. And it's kind of goes back to even that, like making them feel comfortable. So whether you're shooting people or not, even if you're shooting product photography or just doing commercials or whatever you're doing, you're still, you know, you're going to have interactions with people and they're also going to see that through your work. So if you're passionate about what you're doing, and finding, you know, ways to love it and enjoy it, it's gonna, 
it's going to be easier to, to do and it's going to come quicker to you. Um, you know, not that it's easy to learn, but like, it's just going to be, you're going to stick to it if you enjoy it. You know, you're not going to be like, it doesn't, when things get hard, so things are going to get hard. It's going to give you something to fight for. You're going to be like, you know, I really, really have a passion for this. So I'm going to keep pushing through. Whereas if you're not as passionate about it, you're probably going to tend to be make excuses. (laughs) It's going to be a lot more easy to be like, well, I don't really want to do this anyways, or I don't really, you know? (laughs) So if you're passionate about it, um, I think also finding people that you look up to in it is a good thing. Um, because, um, I think that kind of gives you some inspiration. Um, and also finding people I've, I've found that what I really, um, enjoy is also finding people that maybe aren't doing even something remotely similar to what you're doing. Like they might have a business, but it might be something totally different. Um, but still like maybe watching them very closely and seeing how they do things and, and, um, and just learning from them and getting inspiration and then bringing it back to your work. Um, because obviously when, you know, when people are, you know, you're talking about photographers and stuff like that, it's like, it can be like a very like, well, it's competition. Like, you know, other photographers are your competition and stuff. Um, but in a sense, like it definitely should not be that way because everyone should bring something different to the table. Everyone has their own group of, um, you know, clients or their own group of, you know, um, their own niche or whatever. So it never should be that way. But a a good thing about going outside of maybe your realm and learning from even those people and taking things away is you're not in competition with them at all then. So, you know, if they're, let's say they're like a, you know, they're a fitness, um, you know, they, they really, they teach fitness and, and workout and stuff like that. Well, you know, you taking like maybe, not taking, but like learning from their, um, marketing strategy or something like that and kind of being like, Oh, that works for them. How can I imply that into kind of what I'm doing? So it kind of like, it takes a little bit of a different thing. You also have to get kind of creative with it. So it's good for your, um, you know, thinking and stuff like that. You're not just like looking at it, maybe another photographer and be like, I'm going to do the exact same thing they did because then that takes about away the originality of it. You know, you don't want to do that. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a really good thing I've kind of like learned is just to be inspired by people, not look at it ever as competition. Um, and then learn how to grow as yourself. Um, and then, and finding that passion. Cause if you're passionate about it, that that's all gonna, that's all gonna come and it's going to be a lot more enjoyable for you and the people you're working with. I feel like. Yeah, I agreed. <clears throat> I agreed with literally everything you just said. You just yeah. said it way – it was much better articulated than I would have put it. So good oh, job. I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that was understandable. Yeah, no, it was. It was very understandable. Good. It was. It was good. And I just agreed. There's so many – there's there's so many little things that uh, that can be you know picked up on and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But – Absolutely. Um, I must say, Kate, I really enjoyed our conversation, and I I think it would be a lot of fun someday in the future to have you back on, and we can talk about, Lord knows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff we can talk about, but um, I really enjoyed getting to learn about you and kind of your upbringing into photography and kind of the the instances that made you the photographer that you are today i i found it very interesting and intriguing and i just appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast yeah no i'm i'm so thankful thank you for having me on and i would love to be on again and and continue i'm sure there'll be plenty of stories and lots of things to talk about so (laughs) thanks so much yeah so why don't you uh just before i end this why don't you let people know um your instagram stuff and uh, if you have a website, and that way, if people want to look at some of your stuff or maybe reach out to have you come shoot some photos, they know where to find you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm based out of Ohio, um, but I do travel quite a bit across the country. So um, I, you know, I've, I've got plenty of 
plans to be in uh, some other states this year, like Kentucky, Texas, um, possibly Idaho as well. So lots of different places, but I'm always open to, to going anywhere. So um, I do, I'm working on a website right now. Actually, I had one and I'm reconstructing it. So I do not have that right now, but that will be on, um, like you'll be able to find that on my social medias um, very soon. So um, my personal Instagram is Candid Cowgirl, um, and then my photography work it can be found under Kate Bowser Photography on Instagram or Facebook as well. Um, and then on there you can see a lot of my work. I kind of try to keep a little bit of both on all my platforms, so you'll see a little bit of photography on personal stuff, and you'll see some uh, personal stuff on photography just to kind of keep um, keep in touch with everyone on on all of those. That's awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it a bunch, and I really appreciate you hopping on the show. Thanks, Zach. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. We hope to have you tuning in for the next episode.